0: Welcome to Book Me, sponsored by Nimbus Publishing. I'm Costas Halavrezos. Today, Louise Mikolas, author of Marilla Before Anne. We are surrounded by mysteries. They're called elderly human beings. Nothing in their appearance gives you a smidgen of information about their lives half a century or more ago, their loves, their dreams, their tragedies. Only they know their stories. But with a familiar fictional character, a writer can create that earlier life in colorful detail that reveals essential truths about the person we thought we knew from a book or a film. Louise Michalas has done that with a central figure in the Anne of Green Gables books, the intimidating adoptive mother of Anne, Marilla Cuthbert. Louise's debut novel, Marilla Before Anne, takes us back to 1841 on Prince Edward Island, when Marilla was approaching her 18th birthday and about to experience a sequence of events she never could have imagined, but would shape the adult she became. Louise, welcome to Book Me. Thank you, Costas. Thank you for having me. First of all, for people who uh, have not entered the uh, Anne universe through books or the TV shows or the musical, tell us about the Marilla that Anne fans know.
1: fans know, tends to be a very rigid, very stoic, a very pious woman in some ways, and very cold and unaffectionate. And that's how she is seen and known by, you know, all the Anne fans. I mean, there's there's a level of affection for her, I think, in that she did adopt this little girl, you know, while she, in her 50s, and so there is some appreciation of that, but still a very a very cold spinster.
0: I understand your decision to write about Marilla was sparked by something that Margaret Atwood mentioned in an essay. Tell yes. us about that.
1: Well, I began my research on this book back in uh, the fall of 2017, and I was researching to see what was written about Marilla, what did we know about her, and maybe I just wasn't aware. But when I started the research, there weren't any books specifically about Marilla. But however, I did come across a quote from Margaret Atwood that talked about that. Um, the closeness that was there between her and Marilla. And it just sort of sparked an idea for me that there was more to that than met, met the eye. Yeah, that, that sort certainly of did influence it. And in some ways, when I read it, I felt as if I knew the story complete. So I, I began from there to write it.
0: So in a way, the original Anne of Green Gables might have worked on a couple of levels. Anne's hijinks would uh, engage younger readers, but older people might find something interesting in Marilla.
1: Oh, absolutely. The young girls who read this book now are middle-aged, older women, and like me, they can identify with Marilla now certainly more than they could back then. And so I think this take on who she is and maybe that question they may have had about who is she, I think will get answered, and I'm hoping they enjoy it.
0: Did the fact that the late Budge Wilson, that great writer, wrote a prequel to the Anne books called Before Green Gables about Anne's childhood have any influence on you in writing about oh, Marilla?
1: Absolutely. I, I, I loved that book. Of course I read you know, I read that book as well. And so mine tends to be almost prequel to that, in that it weaves its way through that story as well. And so, you know, in the original Anne story, there's one page where we get a little bit of a glimpse into Anne's history. And so Budge took that and then turned that into a book. And she she did a beautiful job of, of doing that. And so, yes, I didn't change a lot of what she created. I just sort of built on it. It very much was a part of the story.
0: As you suggested, the the Marilla of the original Anne books is puritanical and authoritarian, but the 17-year-old Marilla you've created is anything but. Describe her situation for us at the beginning of your book.
1: Well, the situation is that she's been, I guess, she has a bit of a spirit and it's been a bit smothered by her, you know, controlling mother. And so she she just decides to rebel. You know, the opening scene is her sneaking out of her bedroom window and to go off to a dance with her best friend, Rachel. That'll be surprising because people know both Rachel and and uh, Marilla, and they are good friends in the Anne books. And so they were young girls together, and they're very close. So that scene, I think, just sets the stage for, oh, this Marilla we're going to talk about, we're going to get to know her now. That scene was very vivid for me, and that, to me, started the whole, you know, that's who she is, and that's what started the
0: story. Is it fair to say there's some uh, Anne in the young Marilla?
1: There is. Uh there's a feistiness and there's a willingness to be brave. I mean, I think of Anne's character as being so brave and so accommodating and so forgiving and whatever. And and Marilla was that, but boy, she, there was there's a feistiness there as well.
0: Uh, there is a, a certain innocence about the Anne books, the originals. What compelled you to write with much greater realism about life in the 19th century, especially for women, both young and adult?
1: Yeah, I think the love of Anne and the attraction to Anne for people from the very beginning of when it was published to now is that we're used to thinking of that time period of history as being a time when children had no voice and you were seen and not heard and you were quiet and I mean for most part they were labor and so to have this feisty young girl with a voice I think are really attracted to that. They really like that idea of, of some, you know, somebody standing up against all, all the social you know, whatever and being herself. And so I think there is some connection to that.
0: Marilla has a very supportive aunt named Martha yes. wh- who tells her at one key point, all love has consequences. And it becomes a very weighty phrase that seems yes. to apply to every character in your book.
1: I remember my writer's group saying, oh, there's so, much, there's so much sadness and there's so much, everybody's having such a hard time. And then I remind them that the mid-1800s was a very, uh, it was a very difficult time in rural life and, uh, and all of that. So, I, I, yeah, I tried to make it as real as I could um, and keeping that in mind.
0: And there's a lot of uh, trying to cover up the realities of what's going on in a small community. Yeah.
1: Yes, and there always is. There always was that, you know. The I had one of my writers group members saying that he had fr- uh, family in Prince Edward Island, and he said, like, you just ascribe, you know, my grandmother to the T, you know, that's that straight back and, and, and just rule the roost, you know. Women really were um, in their homes, certainly very powerful, and so I wanted to show that and uh, and bring more of the focus into what uh, the strength of women within that period of time.
0: And, you know, there was some intergenerational uh, wisdom passed on when young Marilla is told, we, as women, don't make yeah. the rules. Yes.
1: yes, we don't. But uh, as, the, as my story, as it goes on, it does certainly talk about the fact that they didn't at that time get to make the rules. But they certainly, as women, supported each other in working around those and helped each other in, in lots of ways uh, in
0: spite of that. Now, there are legions of people, of course, all around the world who've read the original Lucy Maud Montgomery books. How much did you consider their expectations or, or even potential reactions to the young Marilla well, you've created?
1: Yeah, I certainly did. You know, that was one of the first things I had to deal with, as it was... Some people may not like this at all, and I may offend, and I wouldn't want to do that with the Anne fans and the people who, who really love this character for, for her purity. But I just think that as an, as Marilla you know, is not Anne, and I, I want people to have the chance to know who Marilla is and sort of love her for who she is as well. And I'm just hoping the next generation of readers of uh, the Anne series will appreciate now learning more about this adult person.
0: I'm wondering, when people read your book, Marilla Before Anne, people who are familiar with the original Anne of Green Gables books, might they get answers to some of the questions that have been hanging out there ever since the originals were written?
1: Oh, I think so. In the Anne books, there's just a mention where Marilla, you know, there was some hint that she would had a previous love, something had happened, and she never forgave him, and she regretted that later on, as the end stories talk about. So in this story, readers are going to know what happened, and they're going to get the answer to why she couldn't forgive John. They're also going to get an answer to the question of how that mix-up in the orphanage happened. I think everybody always thought, well, that's an odd thing to have happen and bring back the wrong child. And so I think readers are going to really love finding out, like, oh, that's what happened. (laughs) So uh, that part of it I think will be fun for them to get the answer to some of those questions that that the Anne books just hinted
0: at. At what point in your life did you decide you were going to do everything you could to write this novel?
1: as I only, as my website says, I only started writing after I retired from work. So I began at that time to write a story because I had time. Uh, Part of it was also because I, I had worked for government for almost 20 years and I was into a work routine that I knew so well. And I just took that structure of work And I just took it to the computer and began writing. So I'd write in the morning, take my lunch, you know, have a break in the afternoon. I I basically worked and worked Monday, wrote Monday to Friday, had my weekends off. So I felt like I was in a good place to be able to pick up and start doing that work. I had an idea for a long time. And so I wanted to get that down on paper, and I did. And that was the first novel I had. This is actually the second one that I've written, and I now have started a third. So I read all of my life, but I never imagined I could write a novel, really didn't, and was thrilled at this idea and the ability to to create these characters or that they somehow tell me their story and I promise to get it out to people to read. (laughs)
0: That's that's the bargain. Well, what were some of the most helpful things you did while writing Marilla Before Um, Anne?
1: Well, I certainly uh, did everything a new writer's supposed to do. I found a writer's group. I joined the Writers' Federation of Nova Scotia. I attended workshops. I just was in a learning mode. I think I knew how to tell a good story. I needed to develop my craft. That's the one thing that I felt I probably wasn't as good at as, as other writers are, and I certainly can name a few. So I, I just worked hard. I attended every, you know, word on the street. I, I wrote to authors. I wrote to so many authors, and, and they were all so generous to answer me and I never hesitate to read my work, and so once I found a, a writer's group, I simply wrote a chapter a week for 40 weeks, and I had it done, and every week I just read that chapter to my group. They provided feedback, and then I continued on with the next. So it was in some ways very easy for me to do, and I know that sounds crazy, but it was, because I had the structure in place, and I felt like I had the support around me to do
0: it. Well, it'll be fascinating to see how the the novel is received and how people deal with a Marilla they really don't know and certainly may have never imagined.
1: Yeah, so I I guess I could ask you that too. How do you feel about it? <laughs> how do you? What do you think of her? Knowing a little bit that you do, uh, how, what what might be the reaction of the public?
0: Oh no, that's another story. I can't give that away. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to spoil the story. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right, exactly. I'm very curious, obviously, as a writer, to get feedback from. Uh, I mean, I've had good reviews and and really, uh, you know, reviewers who have read the advanced readers' copy and have you know have enjoyed it. So I'm really waiting to see what the public does think. So I'm anxious about that.
0: Well, Louise, thank you very much for speaking with me today.
1: Thank you. This has been this has been a real treat for me. Thank you so much.
0: Louise Mikalos is the author of Marilla Before Anne. It's published by Nimbus. If you'd like to comment on today's podcast with Louise, our email address is info at bookmepodcast.ca. We have dozens more conversations for you with people who create books in Atlantic Canada. Authors, illustrators, editors, and designers all on bookmepodcast.ca. Pass the word to fellow readers. On Instagram, get an alert every time we post a new interview. Just follow at bookmepodcast. If you're in the Lunenburg County area, you can hear one of our podcasts every evening on the nonprofit radio station CHLU 93.7 FM just before sign off around 9 o'clock. BookMe is sponsored by Nimbus Publishing, the kindred spirit of all things digital, Laura Hines. I'm Costas Halavrezos. Now, let's go read.